Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. WFAN, WFAN-FM, New York. After our 8 o'clock update, it is Rick Wolf, who is along with the Sports Edge program. Football Sunday follows our 9 o'clock update on the fan. Of course, the NFL preview is along at 7.30 this morning. I'm Bob Salter. We're in a discussion talking about Purple Stride, New Jersey, talking about pancreatic cancer, the work of the Pancreatic Cancer Action Network on the web, by the way, at pancan.org. Todd Cohen and Franco Jurisic are talking with us as representatives of the Pancreatic Cancer Action Network and have shared an awful lot thus far in uh, this discussion. Let me ask you a question that um, came up off air. It's something I was thinking about. I imagine people listening to us will wonder, too. When we get into talking about this idea of detection of pancreatic cancer, can a blood test detect it? like with other cancers? So as of, as of right now, there's no blood test that, um, that would, would be considered a, a, a viable early detection method. Um, that's why it's, it's important that many of the symptoms that Franco spoke about before, um, that can of, often be very vague um, symptoms like mid-back pain, unexplained weight loss, jaundice, uh, loss of appetite, indigestions, changes in stool. These are things doesn't necessarily mean you have pancreatic cancer, but it, you should have it checked out. So uh, the fact there is no early detection method makes this disease even difficult, more difficult to treat because many times when it is detected, it's already spread to another, another organ. Like in my father's case, it had spread to the liver. Hmm. And when we talk about research where is the leading research being conducted so uh, as part of the pancreatic cancer action network we're very fortunate to to fund some up-and-coming researchers Um, we give out millions of dollars in grants uh, each year Um, but the key isn't necessarily where it's being done it's the fact that more and more researchers are are involved with pancreatic cancer. Um, I'd mentioned before the five-year survival rate uh, was 9%. When my father had it, it was hovering around the 5 or 6%. So the number's gone up, um, and those percentage points represent approximately 1,500 mothers, daughters, fathers, sons, sisters, brothers, colleagues, friends that are, are, are surviving this disease. Um, but by raising money, by raising awareness, we are uh, increasing funds, and we're um, possibly increasing the possibility of having more and more researchers um, uh, look into this disease and, and, and do something about it. Okay, my reason for asking about where is just trying to gauge whether we're talking about the research being privately funded or publicly funded, because obviously, you know, you're also seeking to have to raise more money 
uh, for research and for promoting awareness too. Yeah, if I could, if I could jump in, sure. Um, a, a key aspect uh, of the first off, there's a uh, there's a clear correlation between money spent on research into a disease and survival rates. Mm-hmm. Um, you you see that with the success uh, that we've had with other cancers. Uh, where survival rates are up over 50% or, you know, in the 90% range. Uh, and, and that's where we'd like to be. And so that's why we advocate for, for increased dollars. Um, in terms of, of the where and whether private or, or public, a lot of the uh, basic research that needs to happen uh, is often uh, publicly funded. And uh, whether, whether it's uh, through the government or, or various uh, various programs, the NIH and the National Cancer Institute uh, fund research into all kinds of, of cancer. And it's that basic research, and the Pancreatic Cancer Action Network focuses on that also, because it's that basic research, understanding how the disease works, how, how uh, the cancer defends itself, and how we can get through those, those kind of uh, defense mechanisms that it has. It's that type of research that then uh, you know, kind of gives you the, the target uh, to go after. And then, um, you know, pharmaceutical companies and, and, and other entities can then kind of come in and, and figure out uh, what's happening. But it's that basic research that really needs to get funded. And, and so that's uh, something that we try and do. I'm the advocacy coordinator uh, for our affiliate. And as Todd mentioned, we go down to D.C. every June. Uh, hundreds of people, every state is represented. We meet with every single uh, representative and senator to urge them to increase the research. Uh, we show them charts uh, on on the relationship between funding and survival rates. And we each go down there and we tell our story. And, uh, and you know, there's a lot of stories out there and uh, of people that that have seen what this disease can do and are determined uh, to to have it not uh, affect people uh, to such a large degree in the future. I'm glad that you have that opportunity on an annual basis to go and to tell your story. Um, the skeptical side of me will say, well, wait a minute, what's the reception like? Yeah, it's, um, you know, I, I always say it's, it's both the most wonderful thing and the most frustrating thing. <laughs> um, it is uh Wonderful and amazing that we live in a country where you can go down uh, to your your capital and meet with your elected representatives face to face and and tell them or ask you know this is what's important for me this is what I would like to see um, resources be allocated to and so we have you know as I said hundreds of people uh, going down there thousands calling so that's that's wonderful that's amazing and uh, and the response we get is is positive. It's, it's effective um, because you have people there telling, it's constituents of our elected leaders telling their stories of how this disease has affected them. Um, so it, it's effective in, in that sense and, and wonderful. On the other hand, um, we have a system where it is necessary to go down every year. Uh, we have kind of uh, advocacy action days where we call and try and push uh, different, um, you know, different uh, actions or, or uh, movements among the, the the elected leaders to make them aware. And that has to happen kind of year after year, 
um, every two years, you know, new people get, get voted in and you have to get to them too. So it's, as I said, it's, uh, it's wonderful. We do get a wonderful reception. At the same time, uh, our system, while it allows this access, uh, you need to be diligent and you need to be there year after year after year because that's what they respond to. What is the atmosphere like at Purple Stride, New Jersey, on the actual day of the event? Well, for for certain people, it means certain things. For other people, it means other other things. Um, I like to think of it as as a very positive gathering of people that are all there for the same mission. Um, we're expected to have about twenty five hundred people there. Uh, our goal is to raise four hundred fifteen thousand dollars. Dana Quinn, who's our amazing Purple Stride chair, has done a, a phenomenal job to the point where we're close to 80% of our goal. And I'm, I'm certain that we'll, we'll shatter our goal. Um, and then the course is a very flat course um, where you can see just a sea of purple. Um, and, you know, there are certain people who are currently fighting this disease. And it's great to see people kind of galvanize and, and join and gather with them to be part of this very, very special day. And then in, in, in some cases, it's, it's a chance to remember people that have walked this uh, Purple Stride uh, walk and uh, remember them and, and be there and, and, and support the loved ones and the friends that have, that have um, had to battle this disease. In terms of promoting awareness, public awareness, um, getting that message across. Um, obviously, an event like this can do wonders. Some of the other things that the Pancreatic Cancer Action Network is involved in can do wonders as well. But when you judge, I guess, how you're doing, what would you say public reception is? I think, um, well, a, a couple of things when you talk about raising awareness, when you talk about getting the word out. Um, we're on social media, facebook.com slash Jersey, and we're also on Twitter at at PancanNJ. If you're in the New York City area, you can go to at PancanNYC. Um, but it's, it's, it's very positive. Uh, people are learning more and more about this disease. I mentioned November Sixteenth uh, uh, is that the, the the highlight for Pancreatic Cancer Awareness Month. Um, we're encouraging people to wear purple to make our voices heard. I, I can't stress the importance of reaching out to Congress, reaching out to local politicians to make our voices heard, bring greater attention, awareness, and hopefully better outcomes to this disease. I'm sure Franco would would agree with that as well. Yeah, it's um, it's amazing to hear when we are at health fairs or at different events where we're talking to people about pancreatic cancer, um, how many people will come up and that they have a connection with the disease. You know, they have an uncle or, or a grandparent or someone uh, that has been impacted by the disease. And so, you know, it's one of those things. Once you, you know, once you're out there, uh, people will come up to learn about it and also to, to say, Hey, you know, I, my family has also been impacted by this disease. And again, for, you know, for uh, a disease that is, um, you know, relatively rare, um, it, its impact is huge. Um, you know, we talked about that survival rate being so low. Um, so, so when it touches you, it, it often touches you very, very deeply. 
Um, so people are, are eager. And that's why uh, folks like Todd and I, we are wearing purple all the time. Um, and that's something that, you know, people come up to me and say, hey, what's with the purple? And, you know, if they don't know, then that's my opportunity to tell them the story and kind of spread the word that way. It's one almost on one. It's almost to the point where Franco looks like a clone of Barney the Dinosaur. That's how much purple he's wearing. <laughs> Franco, Thanks, Bob. Franco Jurisic <laughs> and Todd Cohen talking with us from the Pancreatic Cancer Action Network and talking with us on our program on The Fan this Sunday morning. It is the Sports Edge with uh, Rick Wolf that follows our 8 o'clock update and Football Sunday follows our 9 o'clock update the NFL preview happens at 7.30. And remember, those clocks did officially go back an hour overnight. Hopefully you're not an hour ahead today. Uh, but we ended daylight saving time officially at um, what was 2 o'clock in the morning. It became 1 o'clock. So those clocks should have gone back an hour. And hopefully you were able to get an extra hour of sleep. That's the thing that so many people value. We have more to get to, and we'll repeat our contact information for Purple Stride, New Jersey, as we continue in uh, this chat with the gentlemen who have uh, joined us on our program, pancan.org website, where you can go and get information as well on some of the things that we are talking about this Sunday morning. It is Sunday morning on The Fan, and good morning, everybody. This is Bob Solter. After our 8 o'clock update, it is the Sports Edge program with Rick Wolf. NFL preview happens at 7.30. Football Sundays along after our 9 o'clock update. Remember, we are in the 7 o'clock hour this morning. Daylight saving time officially ended at 2 o'clock in the morning, so we went back an hour with those clocks overnight. We're talking with guests from Purple Stride, New Jersey, pancan.org, an important website in the course of this discussion. Todd Cohen is uh, joined us on our program along with Franco Jurisic and um, shared an awful lot thus far in this discussion. Let's go back to um, when you did the marathon, um, Franco, marking that five-year commemoration of survival for you. What was going through your head that morning? Yeah, for me, uh, the marathon is is this amazing event. Um, but for me, it became kind of personal. Um, it was a sign for me that that this thing that had been interrupted uh, in 2008 that I was set to do um, that I could do it. Um, that that you know that I was back, kind of. Um, the the you know the marathon being being what it is um it you know again for me it was this uh doing something that you can't imagine doing you know that's that's seemingly beyond you and yet with hard work and preparation uh that you do and and so it's always been something that that uh that shows hey i can i can do this thing if i can do this i can do anything and I think that that played played a part for me, uh, to be honest, in my in my survivorship. Um, and it's an attitude that all of us that volunteer for this organization bring, um, because you know sometimes it feels like we're we're facing these these big odds trying to fight this disease. But at the same time, we can do this. Um, you know, we come together. 
to make a difference and to change uh, the future of this disease. And, you know, even though it's this, this huge thing that seems kind of beyond us, uh, it's doable. When we talk about the event Purple Stride, what role do volunteers play for you? Well, the volunteers are so very important, and anyone that's interested in volunteering um, at the event, um, there's there's no entry fee, um, but we always encourage people to help us raise money. Um, it's all volunteers that, that, that set up this event. I mentioned Dana Quinn, um, who's our organizer, our, our chair, uh, it's her last year doing this, and she's uh, done so much uh, to, to help kind of orchestrate people. Um, none of us are getting paid for any of this. Um, we're doing this because we want to see outcomes change. Our organization has a very bold outcome. Uh, by 2020, we want to double the survival rate, and I, I think we can do it. But we need support. We need money. We need volunteers. Um, and, and, and we definitely need people to come out and, and to help us um, paint Parsippany purple and to come out for Purple Stride. Now, again, with the times that people may not have heard earlier in our discussion that things will take place next week. So Purple Stride, New Jersey, it's November 12th at the McCallie Business Campus in, in Parsippany. That's one campus drive. Registration opens at 7.30 a.m. and um, 9 a.m. is the opening ceremonies. The timed run and the walk is at 9.30. Um, there will be a, a kid's purple play zone with face painters, cotton candy, popcorn. It's a, it's a family-oriented event. Um, and, uh, you know, you can register online at purplestride.org slash New Jersey. The website closes on Wednesday, but don't get upset. You can definitely come to the event and register there um, and spread the word, whether it's through Facebook, through Twitter, through Instagram. Um, we want to reach our goal, and we want to uh, help those that are currently fighting pancreatic cancer and those that, that might be fighting in the future. I, I know we're on a, a sports radio station. Um, one of the people that's very involved with our, our organization is David Robertson. And the interesting story about David Robertson from the New York Yankees is he had no link to pancreatic cancer when he started volunteering for us. And then, unfortunately, his father-in-law was diagnosed. Um, you talk about ironic. And, mm. and he has um, he's done a PSA for us. He's tweeted for us. Uh, legitimately a really, really nice guy. And, and um, he's part of the answer to this to this problem. We want more people kind of um, spreading the word, uh, raising awareness about this disease. And the importance of people getting out and participating. I mean, it's part of the way of, you know, one of the slogans that I'd seen online is this idea of waging hope when we talk about Purple Stride. The, 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 the words that we're using in November, this November, is demand better. That's the hashtag, demand mm -hmm. better. And we demand better um, uh, not only by uh, asking people, um, of politicians, to, to, to do something about this disease, but we're also telling people you can demand better by reaching out to our very valuable Know Your Tumor um, service uh, through Patient Central. So um, it, it's a way where you can learn more about your tumor through uh, molecular profiling. You could be matched with possible life-saving clinical trials. That's all on the website, pancan.org, or you can call our toll-free number, 877-2-PANCAN. They're there Monday through Friday, 8 a.m., uh, 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 10 a.m. to 8 p.m. That's Eastern Time. Um, and there's, there's tons of information that's out there, and it's a free service. 
so they can definitely um, pass along more valuable information that you might not be aware of. Would you repeat that number? Sure. It's uh, 877-2-PANCAN. And, um, you know, I, I encourage people that, that know somebody that's fighting pancreatic cancer, pass along this information. It, it could save their lives. Yeah, absolutely. I, I would just say that's, that's the beauty of this organization, Pancreatic Cancer Action Network. It brings uh, people the two things that I would say are most critical uh, when you're facing this disease or, or, or someone you, you love is, which is information and community. Um, you know, entities like Patient Central help you with the information, help you to navigate, uh, you know, the disease if it's happening to you. And the community that you find at an event like Purple Stride um, is just amazing. It envelops you and it certainly uh, gives you hope. Hopefully this will be a very successful event next week. Thank you both for joining us on our program. Thank you, Bob. Well, up next is one of those moments on WFAN that we all look forward to. Speaking of moments we look forward to after our 8 o'clock update, it's the Sports Edge. And, of course, after our 9 o'clock update, Football Sunday on the fan. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.